Aloha kako onohelani ko'uinoa. Welcome to our first interview in collaboration with Indigenous Mathematician. Indigenous Mathematicians was created to bring all Indigenous mathematicians together for the purpose of representation in the field of mathematics for the future generations. Cray uh, Young is from Rough Rock, Arizona and was nominated recently for their Presidential Awards for Excellence in Mathematics and Science Teaching, the nation's highest honor for STEM and computer science teachers. Welcome, Craig. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about where you're born and um, your genealogy. Uh, so translation, I was uh, speaking in Navajo, introducing myself. So my name is Craig Young. I'm Dene. Uh, I hail from the great Navajo Nation from uh, Rough Rock, Arizona. Uh, currently, I reside in Tuba City, Arizona, on the western side of the Navajo Nation. Uh, just a little background. The Navajo Nation is roughly the size of West Virginia. Um, and we have about about four hundred thousand members in a, in, the, in a tribe, and uh, the Navajo Nation is about roughly twenty seven thousand six hundred seventy three square miles. Uh, it covers uh, states uh, with uh, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and, and borders Colorado. Um, so that's where we're, I'm from. Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, so I. I, uh, I'm a I'm a mathematician. Uh, right now, I'm teaching uh, in in the elementary setting. I've I've taught in high school and uh, also in in college uh, for adult learners. And uh, this is who I am. And then you know, welcome and thank you guys for having me here. And you know, let's let's go and get started. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add a little bit more. So he is a STEM educator, ethnomathematician, after school program staffer at Tuba City Boarding School. Um, he maintains a family and is working on a doctorate in leadership at Fielding Graduate University. He also runs TCB's Thunderbird Robotics Team, is part of the Alliance of Indigenous Math Circles, runs Tuba City's Arrowhead Math Circles, runs a few more camps across the nation, um, and runs Warrior of Hope in character development for boys who get in, um, who need a little bit more help at school. Uh, so that is a lot. Uh, I I have some background in math because uh, my electrical engineering uh, degree, but I forget everything. So I'm like, okay, algebra is the farthest furthest I could go in this conversation. So welcome, Craig. Uh, to Native Stories, and we're going to jump into the questions right now. Okay. Um, so, who are your ancestors that you are grateful for or want to talk about? Well, um, I want to start off with my my uh, maternal grandparents. Uh, uh, we I would call my maternal grandmother Shemasane, uh, which is uh, my my maternal grandma, uh, her name was Ida T. Harvey. Uh, she was from Rough Rock, Arizona. Um, she was the matriarch of uh, our family. So we're, we, we come from, or the Navajo culture, uh, you know, we are the females, they're, they're the leaders in our family. And um, our, our clans, my first clan's Hanagahni, uh, one who walks around clan. And uh, you know that's that's who I am. That was my grandma's clan. That's my 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 mother's clan as well. 
Um, and then also my Che, my maternal grandfather, his name was uh, Carl C. Harvey. He was a, a council delegate here on the Navajo Nation uh, for, for Rock Point, Arizona, around that region uh, for a number of years back in the 70s and, and 80s. And uh, that's where the leadership uh, comes from for my family. Um, on my father's side, uh, you know, I have uh, Julius uh, Young, who who was also well, he's he was also a, a person that I looked up to a lot, and uh, you know, I just want to say thank you for him, uh, for everybody uh, who who's been there. But also going back further, um, you know, we we mentioned ancestors, and I want to acknowledge the the indigenous. Um, our indigenous warriors way back when uh, who were a part of their resistance to, to maintain uh, culture and maintain language and, uh, you know, fight for, for, for our identity um, and our way of life. And, uh, you know, I, I know that um, uh, I guess uh, colonization um, really hit a lot of indigenous communities very hard throughout history and you know when we when we look at mathematics in in a way it's 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 other uh it's a westernized concept that, that type of thinking that there's a big disconnect and so my my uh my job here uh, my passion is rehumanize mathematics um and reconnect that with uh, our navajo culture you know to to have our kids see value in themselves to have our kids see value yeah. in, in their identity. Um, yeah, it's so important to see ourselves and our ancestors. You know, even if you look at just one generation, maybe that's not the best generation to look at. But if you look throughout history, the many that have come before us have fought and you'll always find someone to, you know, um, model after and want to do better for your peers and for future generations so yeah it's just great points on on what you're doing and how it's connected to that but how you see yourself you know who you spoke about right mm-hmm. your grandmother your and then just you know the people that you see you, you hold responsibility within yourself because of the people that you feel connected to so good points, yeah. Um, so how did you get into math, and what does that journey look like? Uh, well, that, to that, get there? that's a good question. Um, I, I actually had a, a different experience uh, with mathematics. So I always tease my oh, I don't tease, but um, I always tell my students in a te- in a in a teasing way, and older than the internet. And you know, like, kind of like, what do you mean you're older than the internet? How old are you? And you know that that's also a realization of how far and how fast technology has come, and and uh, the what little surface we scratch, and how much more we we have uh, to explore with technology. Um, so way back before the internet even existed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm just as old as you. So yeah, I preach. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely a, a senior in high school when we had dial-up and AOL dial-up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think 
middle school, um, maybe fourth yeah. grade or something. But, you know, <laughs> I had great teachers. They were great. Um, but one thing that I've noticed my teachers also struggled with was teaching mathematics. Um, so in a way, you know, they did their best, but I felt like they, well, most of them, you know, they, they struggle with, uh, explaining mathematics, uh, to us. And I kind of fell behind. Um, I didn't have that great experience with math. I, I actually didn't like math. Uh, I disliked it. I thought it was too hard. Um, I got discouraged and, um, you know, way, way back then, there was no internet, no nothing like that. It's really hard to learn uh, if you weren't paying attention in class or if you were absent or you just didn't understand. Uh, maybe the teacher was mean and didn't want to explain it uh, right. Uh, so there's a lot of variables involved. Um, I, didn't get it. I didn't get it. I struggled through school. I struggled all the way through high school barely uh, you know pass uh, mathematics with high school and and then I went to college when I went to college I actually started with a remedial education uh, with mathematics like everything I should have learned from uh, elementary school middle school high school everything I should have learned I should have been at that college algebra level and it was a struggle um, so I actually dropped out of high school oh, I'm sorry I dropped out of college my first year uh, I you know I just I, I scraped by you know with like a C average and, and I, I thought you know math math wasn't I'm not a math person I thought that uh, college wasn't for me so I left after a year I came home uh, back to the to uh, Kayenta uh, um, Kayenta Arizona was where I grew up um, and uh, I came back home, and one summer I went over to – we have this place called uh, uh, Workforce Development Office. So I went there, and uh, they had this opportunity where they sent uh, Navajo uh, – uh, anybody who was really interested, but they, they sent us to Chicago, Illinois. Um, so we went to this ironworking school. Uh, I forget what it was called, National Ironworking School for Native Americans, I believe. And that was in Broadview, Broadview, Illinois. And I stayed there for a bit. Um, so that, that was a, a trade school, basically. So uh, I learned how to become an iron worker. I learned about structural iron working, or, ornamental iron working, reinforcing iron working. And I, I graduated. I got my certificate. And I, there was a, a big uh, reality check for me because I saw that um, in, in the trade field, uh, I guess no matter what you do in the trade field, if you want to be an electrician, if you want to be a plumber, uh, a worker, um, uh, a lineman, you know, uh, just to name a few, everything is mathematical. And it, it, as far as reading blueprints, you know, you have to know what you're doing on that job. Yeah. And safety is also a big thing. And so I stayed in Chicago for a, a number of years with local union one. And then I came home to Arizona, so I transferred unions, and I, I joined Local 45 here in Phoenix. Um, and, and uh, you know, all the older guys, they were telling me, go back to school, go back to school. And they were showing me, like, you know, their 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 hands, and their hands they were losing cartilage in it, and they were having a number of health problems, things that they breathe in when we were working up there, and uh, the sky with a skeleton. 
terms of uh, skyscrapers. And, and it's like, you know what, you're, you're probably right. I probably need to go back to college. But, you know, I was still intimidated um, with, with mathematics. And so I got the hang of math, you know, just learning to trade. But um, and then it, I ended up joining the Marine Corps. Um, so I really didn't listen. You know, I just kind of like, you know what, I want to do something that wanted that I want to challenge me. I wanted a, a challenge where, you know, something that I can prove to myself that I can do it. So I joined the Marine Corps and even in the military, everything is mathematical, like the precision that you need to be uh, so accurate with with what you're doing Um uh, when you're when you're out there, when you're, I guess, with all the the pounds and weight that you're carrying, yeah. um, uh, you know, just to name a few things, uh, everything was mathematical. And so, a part of that that journey, you know, I was thinking, like, man, everything really revolves around this foundational skill, uh, problem solving, analytical thinking. And so, I went back home after I got out of the military. I was like, what do I do next? You know, there's life after the military. So for those of you guys who are thinking, you know, don't let the military use you, but use the military for, for you know, all those great benefits. No matter what job you, you do, you're going to get the same benefits. Um, but I thought to myself, what do I do next? And one really unique thing um, that I've, I've realized was I could have went back to that same college that I originally started at, or I could have went to a big university Probably wouldn't have been successful, um, but one thing that stuck out to me was this college, our, our local tribal college university called the Neh College. And what was really interesting was that their core curriculum and values and everything revolved around the Navajo culture with the uh, philosophy of um, And this is uh, that philosophy is grounded in Navajo culture and traditions. Uh, it speaks to organizational change while living in harmony with the natural world and universe. And and so I, that's what it really drew me to that college. I learned more about who I was and my identity as a, in, not only as an indigenous person, but as a Navajo young man. And so I never thought I would become a, a teacher or an educator at all. That was the last thing on my mind. Um, but I always say that... Uh, Teaching found me, and there was this uh, individual there named uh, Henry Fowler. He he, he was he's a uh, a Navajo mathematician and a professor at the Net College that inspired me to 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 become an educator. But that was where my foundation was set, uh, learning about who I am and reconnecting to my culture. And so that was part of my journey that launched me into getting uh, my master's degree and now working on my doctorate degree. Wow. So you like math now? Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, um, it took a lot of hard work, especially with uh, starting where I was at, um, learning about adding fractions, multiplying fractions, and just like taking that time during uh, my personal time uh, outside of class hours to, to catch up. And it took a lot of work and, but, you know, once it, things started to click and, and, you know, like things that things started to click and started to make sense. And that's when I, I started to like math more and more and more and more. And now I'm mm-hmm. 
So it, it, it can be learned. It takes a lot of hard work, no matter what yeah. you do. There's no practice. Way hard work in practice. <laughs> Lots of practice. Mm -hmm. And I think confidence is the first thing that you have to overcome, right? Oh, yeah. In order to, you're going to get it wrong. Yep. But the good thing about math is it's black and white. It's like it's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like my, I had the same. I was always good at math. Um, I think my family just does numbers just for fun in, you know, con regular conversations. But um, I hated history and now I love history. <laughs> this is why I have this podcast uh, and Native oh. Stories is because I was got so interested in so kind of opposite story. But um but you, I remember just having like taking a whole day or, or three days to do like one theory math problem. You know, you got you got to keep trying to <laughs> get it right. But once you get it, it's like, yay. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that, that's worth it. That's you, make a, uh, you bring up a good point there. Um, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. We're going to struggle a lot. Process, yeah, making mistakes, anyway. and uh, you once you develop that confidence, you stick with it, you persevere, persevere uh, exactly, and you know you'll you'll get it eventually. So, and anything you do in life, <laughs> right? You learn a lot from math that you can get through it. Definitely. Um, so let's skip to the next uh, question, which is regarding teaching. Um, and, and I'm not sure, can you first, uh, explain what ethnomathematics is and then uh, can you provide an example of what that is? Sure. Uh, well, ethnomathematics, that's where we, we, there, I guess you could say that, um, you could think of it like a, a paradigm shift of integrating, um, Navajo culture or any, any indigenous culture and traditions into the Western math education and curriculum. And so we're blending those two together. And what we wanna do is we wanna engage uh, young indigenous students to, to build a strong cultural self-identity, um, but also connect them with our elders who are, who are the uh, language holders, who are the, who are the ones that hold all the knowledge, that, that knowledge, or we could say knowledge holders. And there seems to be a, a lack of community our elders and their native tongue. So if we can bridge that gap and reconnect, I think that would be uh, very, very good for, for people. Um, but ultimately, ethnomathematics, um, I guess in a nutshell, we blend culture, tradition, language with, with mathematics. Can you provide an example of how you would do that? For sure. your students, sure. how you do it now? Um, so uh, you know, with with the cur current curriculum that we have, it's like a a one size fits all approach with with everybody: um, Caucasian students, African American students, Asian students, um, Native American, all the way across the the curriculum, and all the way across, uh, I guess you could say, the world. And so you could look at it as a one size fits all approach but here's the thing uh, everything is driven by data everything is driven by uh, statistics um, however 
we're at a disadvantage because we don't really connect to what we're reading in those in those books. There's not really a lot of um, books out there that um, focus on our, our, our culture um, or indigenous cultures. And so there's a disconnection there too, uh, where our kids don't see themselves in mathematics. They don't see themselves uh, being valued, as I mentioned before. And so um, I honestly, you could say I kind of go rogue. I don't really follow the curriculum, but I'll, I'll look at the example problems, but I'll give it my own twist. Um, so I'll, uh, this is where I'll explain, um, for example, fractions, uh, decimals and percents. A lot of times our students see them as separate uh, entities. They think that are separate from percents and that's separate from uh, decimals. But the way I would approach it is I would relate it to like what I mentioned earlier, we, we call it eh or uh, kinship. When I introduced my clan, uh, Craig Young, like this is who I am. My name's Craig Young. That's my mother's clan. That's my father's clan. Uh, okay, so um, right? That that's my paternal grandfather's clan, my third clan. Then not that's my my uh, that's my uh, my my last clan, right? Ashche is my um Ashche, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of like um back and forth here, but Ashche is my Che's clan. And Natko Dinetchini is my paternal grandpa's clan. But I have those four clans where everybody in 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 my um my kinship is represented. And so just like fractions, decimals, and percents, they're all the same. The I, I, I how I would explain it is that they're siblings. Fractions, decimals, and percents are, are um, they come from the same parents. You know, multiplication. Multiplication begins with the letter M. So we could say that's the mom. Mm. Division. <laughs> um, division is also starts with the letter D. That's the dad. So when you think about it, multiplication and division, they're inverse operations. Uh, they can undo each other. They can... Uh, Complement each other, mm -hmm. right? So those those are the parents of fractions, decimals, and percents when we convert between them. Cool. And if, mm -hmm. yeah, if you think about it, um, if you think about it, we could say that let's say for example, let's say ninety percent, we could represent that same value ninety percent as a decimal as nine tenths, and we can represent yeah. that same. Uh, fraction and I'm sorry, we can represent that same percent and decimal as a fraction with 90 over 100. Okay, so we're representing that same value in three unique ways. Like those siblings, they're they're all related, but maybe they're different. Maybe one likes country, one likes uh, maybe gangster rap, the other one likes <laughs> you know, they, they're all unique, they have their own personalities, their own likes, dislikes, but. No matter what, they're siblings. They're related. Yeah. Mom and dad, multiplication and division. And so if you think further, you can think of it as, uh, you know, addition, for example. Addition or multiplication is just repeated addition, right? Um, and if you think about division, that's really just repeated subtraction. 
So if you integrate those four operators, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, that would be their 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 clans. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So relating that to to my Navajo students with their clanship system, let's pretend that um, percents, fractions, and decimals. Let's pretend that they were actual people and they would introduce themselves with their mm. So they would say multiplication, and then because that's mom's clan, M, multiplication, mom's clan, right? Multiplication, and then they would say division, division would be their dad. And then um, they would say addition, che is actually uh, the maternal grandfather. And then they would say subtraction, subtraction. <laughs> So, so you're doing genealogy. Yeah. And so <laughs> once they see that. By going up levels. Oh, yeah. And they see that. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense because, you know, that, that's how I would introduce myself with my clans. And so once they see that uh, they're all related, they're not separate things, and then things will just start to click. And, you know, they, they use, for example, mom and dad's help to help them convert between fractions, decimals, and percents. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing too is like, let's say for example, um, they're using division to help them convert between those those three. But guess who helps out uh, dad all the time? Who always checks out dad's work to make sure that it's right? Mom. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Inverse operations, they, they complement each other too. So. And the parents are learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be one way. Wow. That's super cool. I never thought about it that way, but that's really, really cool. Um, thank you. Um, so um, reading off your resume of projects, are there any projects you're working on now that we should be in the loop about and um, maybe in the future too that you want to shout out? If there's any Fundraising opportunity is a good opportunity to shut those out too right now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my I'm working on a, a dissertation research right now. Um, and the title of my dissertation research is called um, Math uh, Math Learning Experience in Traditional Navajo Culture, Using Math Circles and Navajo Culture to Improve Sixth Grade Students' Attitudes Towards Learning Math and Improve Attitudes uh, toward the value of traditional cultural wisdom. So not only are we um, hoping to change your attitudes towards math and and, and um, collapse that, I guess you could say, um, I'm, I'm, Henry Fowler coined this term, collapsing the fear of mathematics. Not only are we doing that, but we're also improving their attitudes toward learning about their language and culture as well. So we're doing things at the same time. Um, so we're doing that. And uh, along with that, we do have a robotics team that I feel that is also very important with STEM education. And what we need is a, a, a greater representation of indigenous peoples in STEM careers. There's not many people in STEM careers that are indigenous. And, uh, you know, you guys out there, um, what we want to do is uh, – we want to inspire. We want to inspire the next generation, and uh, to help uh, you know your 
your uh, language to help your, your people and uh, come back and, and be that change agent for, for, for your, uh, for wherever you come from. And so we want to preserve our language. We want to preserve our culture, our heritage, and uh, hold on to our, our traditions and a way of life. And uh, taking that uh, traditional holistic approach to, to complement your life and, and the way of thinking. Um, I feel that all uh, indigenous communities have a history of complex mathematics and sciences throughout culture. Um, and honestly, we are mathematics. Our, our language is full of mathematics. Our cultures are so rich with mathematics. Um, every culture finds yeah. geometry. Before there was engineering, <laughs> we were already sustaining ourselves without polluting the earth. Like, how did that happen? Right. That that was science. Mm-hmm. That was data collecting over years and and implementation into the best fit into you know sustaining our bodies and our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So looking to your history. <laughs> yeah, and the thing with the you know the indigenous approach was uh we were living in harmony with, with nature, the natural universe. Everything was was uh everything was working well together until the influence of colonization. Yeah. Yep. We were better off. <laughs> but now we have this challenge right and using math and the western way of uh doing things uh but with the background of for instance being navajo uh you can make some serious uh change in a positive positive way definitely i see indigenous people as the the answer to climate change, to the answer to, because they're the ones that care um, and have the history on and on the engineering part um, and the math part. So, you know, it's one of those like, why fix something that was broken? Now we have to reinvent something that has been broken, um, but still use our way of living as the foundation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you kids out there, <laughs> you're the next generation. <laughs> yep. And, you know, the last thing I want to, you know, say to them too is, uh, your listeners, is that, you know, mathematics, it, it, it is a great teacher. Uh, in life, for example, you know, we can't run from our problems. Math teaches us to, to face those problems, face them, deal with them head on find a solution, solve it, and then solve the next one and the next and the next. You know, that's life there. So math uh, is always always a great teacher in that sense where it teaches you guys uh, deeper thinking skills to to overcome any challenges that you have in life. And remember that you are that warrior. You come from a long lineage of warriors. It's in your blood. And when – if we go back further, you know, when you were you, when you were a baby, your parents held you in their arms. And they saw you looking back at them. You know, that's what they saw. They saw hope. You are that hope. And I want to leave that with you guys. And uh, 
you know, do well, you know, if you're struggling, you know, just stick with it, persevere, overcome, and uh, preserve your language, your culture, your heritage, and, and we need you guys in those STEM careers. We need more of a representation. We need more of you warriors out there to to to, to help um, to help the world, really. So thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Craig. That was a beautiful closing out of this interview. Um, I just want to say mahalo for joining us. And uh, we were, I thought we were going to talk about math, but <laughs> instead, uh, Craig is such a great example for, uh, you know, future generation, anybody struggling with math. There's definitely always hope. So um, that being said, anything else, Craig, you'd like to add? Um, you know, that's all I really have right now. But, um, you know, I do, I do have other projects that we have going on. And if you uh, if you can find us on uh, Facebook, uh, I do have a, a math circle program that I run called Arrowhead Math Circle. Um, if you go to if you Google um, the Alliance of Indigenous Math Circles, come join us. We, we have math circles every other Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, mountain time. And we actually, uh, we have um, collegiate mathematicians who, who work with our indigenous youth. And it's open to your grandparents. It's open to your parents, you, your friends, um, really anybody who's interested. But we're called the, the Alliance of Indigenous Math Circles. You can. We'll get those links to um, our listeners. So, yeah, go ahead and send that to me, Craig. Thank you yeah. so much. It, it's free. You know, you don't pay anything. It just you, know, you show up and have fun with math. And the last thing I'll say is uh, what books are reading, play is with math. So just have fun, play with the numbers. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, okay, so mahalo everybody for listening. Uh, check us out on uh, our website, nativestories.org, Facebook, or Instagram, Our Native Stories. Download the uh, mobile app where we have all the previous podcasts and walking tours. Uh, if you have any suggestions for stories, go ahead and uh, Instagram or our website is the best way to contact us. Mahalo, everybody. Take care. Aloha.